Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Hi there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Purpose of Motherhood podcast. And this is a very exciting one because it is the celebratory episode for my next book, Because She Prayed, A Mother's Guide to Powerfully and Purposefully Praying for Her Children. It releases this Sunday, Mother's Day, 2022. So if you're listening to this later on, it is already out. And so I get to celebrate with you guys today. And I can't think of a better way to kick this off than with talking with my little tribe of people here at the Purpose of Motherhood podcast, because you guys have been so supportive through this entire process. I've gotten so many encouraging messages um, from those of you that are on the launch team, and a lot of you are. Um, I've gotten so many just encouraging messages and feedback and support. And so I just cannot thank you enough. You guys, without you, it would just be me, me sitting with uh, a manuscript in my hand, probably not going anywhere. Um, so I just cannot thank you enough for your support. So uh, Sunday is the official launch day, but it's already on pre-order. So you can jump on Amazon and type in Because She Prayed Ashley Caston, and it will pop up and you can pre-order there. That way um, it sh- will ship out on Mother's Day to you. So it's like a little Mother's Day gift uh, for yourself. So here's what we're going to do today. I want to share a little bit of my heart behind the book. And I'm actually going to read to you from the book at the end. I'll read a snippet from the first chapter so you can get a little sneak peek if you haven't already gotten to dive into it. Um, I will try my best to do my best narrating voice. I practice a lot with the kids when I am uh, reading aloud to them. You know, since we homeschool, we do a lot of read-alouds. So maybe one day I will narrate one of my books. That would be really fun to do. So yeah, I'm going to uh, read to you you from the book, and then we're going to talk about also just kind of who the book is for, um, what happens when we pray, and how this all started about for me. So, okay, well, for me, um, you know, the title of the book is Because She Prayed, right? And it's this whole idea of, generations from now looking back or even your children your grandchildren I mean it doesn't even have to be generations and generations but um, your children looking back on their life and thinking gosh I'm so glad that I had a praying mom it was because she prayed that you know xyz fill in the blank and for me my role as a praying mom started very quickly it actually started when I was pregnant with my first uh, child Uh, we kind of got some scary diagnosis is when I was pregnant with her, they were doing multiple ultrasounds and, you know, looking at things closely and they were telling us, you know, just throwing out all kinds of things saying, well, it could be this and it could be this. And, um, it just, it was very scary, especially as a first time mom, when you've never been pregnant before and you're just, everything is new to you. I was just, you know, like it was an emotional roller coaster. And I remember 
being at an appointment one day and there was an ultrasound and they were, you know, looking at some spots and different things and asking if I had this test done, if I had that test done. And, um, the doctor had terrible bedside manner too. So that didn't help because, um, you know, he just, he wasn't very uh, kind or he didn't explain things very well. So he was just throwing these scary terms out there. And I remember afterwards just bawling in the car on the way home going, what in the world? Like, where is all this, you know, where did this come from, first of all? And like, what do I do now? Like, you know, with this unknown and I mean, obviously like nothing changes with the pregnant, you know, you just go forward with the pregnancy, but like, how do I handle this? you know, not, not knowing what's going on inside, like with the baby and, and not knowing if they're going to be okay. And so I called up the pastor's wife at the church that we were at and one of the pastor's wives. And I said, Hey, can we meet? Cause I just need some prayer right now. And so we, it was my husband and I, and we went and met up with her before church one night. And we just, you know, said what the doctor had told us and went through this whole story. And she was so precious because she had, she kept a smile on her face the entire time. And she said, you know what? Their diagnosis doesn't mean anything. And she's like, you're going to pray over that baby and you're going to come against all of those words. And I said, what? (laughs) Really? That's that simple? And she said, absolutely. You're going to pray over that baby. You're going to speak life over that baby. You're going to speak health over that baby. You're going to come against all the negative words spoken. She's like, honestly, they probably were throwing all that out there just to cover their bottoms, you know, so they don't get, um, you know, sued later. Like they're just telling you all the different possibilities. And she's like, that's garbage. No, we're going to come against that. And so at that point I realized that, oh my goodness, this is my job now is to pray over my child, to, to speak life over them, to come against any plan of the enemy on their life. And so we did every single day. My husband did too. And I would sit there and pray over my belly every day and speak life over her and speak that everything is perfectly formed. Um, And would you know, of course, when she came into this world, absolutely not a thing wrong with her, not a thing at all. Uh, But you know, what's funny is that she has a mark on her hand that on one of her hands, that's, you know, how you're, you have got like the creases in your palm. Um, Well, she has a crease in one of her palms that is different and it's, can be a marker of certain genetic uh, mutations. And so when I look at that now, it reminds me of how faithful God is and how we prayed. It's almost to me, honestly, like that was the enemy's plan. But because we prayed, we came against it. And this baby is perfectly fine. Um, Completely not, not a single thing wrong with her. So that started my journey in prayer, really seeing like that God actually does listen to our prayers. It does matter if we pray, because if we don't pray, then the enemy can have his way in every area. And that of course does not mean that nothing bad happens to you in life or that if something, you know, does go wrong, that it's, you know, shame on you because you didn't pray. Not, not any of that is true, but there is a role for us as moms to stand in the gap for our children and to, it's almost like being the guardian of the gate, right? Standing at the gate with our weapons up. Are you going to just sit back and say, well, you know, whoever's going to come through the gate is going to come through the gate anyway. So it doesn't really matter. I want to just sit back here and watch what happens. No, you would be standing there with your weapons up, keeping um, all harmful, whatever, people, anything out of the gates, right? You'd be protecting your children. And that's what we do when we pray. 
sometimes we just don't take it seriously because we can't see what happens in the spirit realm. And so it's easy to ignore. We kind of just don't think about it, right? Like we know it's there, but, oh, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not pressing at the door right now. So I don't need to pay attention to it. No, our job as moms is to be that gatekeeper and to be constantly covering our children in prayer. So with all that said, with so much passion behind prayer, I was like, I have got to write a book for moms because I kept hearing from different moms saying, you know, I would love to pray over my children, but I don't know what to say. And maybe that's you. <clears throat> you know, you, I don't have the words to say. When I sit down to pray at night, there's like nothing in my brain because I'm so tired from the day of parenting and my words are just all gone. Um, or I feel like I don't pray effectively. I hear these people pray at church and man, they just tear down walls of the enemy left and right. But when I go to pray, I feel inadequate and I wonder if they're even doing anything. You know, I have a sick child and I, I pray, but nothing happens. And so is my prayer, are my prayers even effective? Or maybe you want to know how to combat those plans of the enemy. You're like, yes, I want to grow in this area. I want to be sharpened. I want to have tools in my belt that I can use as weapons against the enemy so that um, the, my kids are walking in blessing and that they are um, walking in safety and protection from the plans of the enemy. So if that's you, I wrote this book for you. If any of those are true, um, or if you just want a guide to use to pray over your children, this is for you. Because here's the thing, when we pray, <clears throat> we change generations. The Bible says our uh, prayers are eternal. If you um, look, and I believe it's in Revelation, uh, there's the vision of heaven, and in heaven there's the bowls, and it talks about the prayers of the saints being held in the bowls. So that tells us that our prayers don't go anywhere. So even long past after we're gone, our prayers are still there in those bowls. So they don't just affect what's happening now, they affect future generations. So it's kind of interesting to think about, right? It makes you want to be really careful what you pray for because <laughs> those are not going away. Um, so these prayers live on after us and they will affect generations and generations and generations to come. Um, of course, we don't know <laughs> how long it'll be before Jesus comes. I know all of us <laughs> kind of in that like, oh Lord, please just come back soon. <laughs> but um, we know even if it's our our you know, our uh, children and our grandchildren, they will be affected by what we pray. So I want to read to you a little bit about, um, or a little bit from chapter one and kind of give you an overview now of how the book is laid out. Guys, this is just so fun to do. Um, okay. So I start off the, um, book with just, okay. Some Blessings of the Praying Mother is the first chapter. So I kind of talk about what are the blessings for you and your children when you pray? What what are you going to see actually like tangibly what's going to happen in your life and in your children's lives when you begin to pray? And then I talk about the plans for you or the plans for you and the plans to destroy you. So what are the Lord's plans for you in prayer and what is the enemy's plan to destroy you? It's important that we know that. Sometimes we can neglect that message in churches today we kind of don't really focus on the spiritual battle side we just focus on coming close to the lord which is great but we also have to be prepared and know how to do spiritual battle like if your kid's having nightmares at night you got to know how to pray over those which if that's you there i did a podcast on that um if that kind of struck something in your heart like yes i want to know there's a podcast um talking about nightmares praying over your kids for nightmares but i 
I would not have known how to do that if I was not taught how to specifically um, come against terrors of the night. And so it's so important that we are aware of that. Of course, we don't want to, it's not that we just want to spend all our time focusing on that, just on the enemy. No, we, we focus on the Lord, but we also are trained just like, um, you know, people in the military, um, soldiers, we are trained in battle. So we know how to fight for the Lord. We know how to uh, come against all schemes and dismantle them and uh, tell demons to leave. We know all of that. We're not afraid of it because we are bold and we are courageous and part of the Lord's army. If you don't feel bold and courageous, that's okay. Um, just know that's the place the enemy likes to keep us in as Christians. He, want us, he wants us to be afraid of the supernatural because in the spirit realm, because if he can keep us afraid, he can keep us from ever approaching it. So that's why horror movies, Hollywood um, is so deeply soaked in, um, you know, the supernatural kind of to make us scared of it, even in kids movies, if you think of it, um, that from a young age, kids are taught to fear that, to fear like monsters or ghosts or all these things, you know, uh, when in reality, what we need to be doing is training our kids up to be bold and confident and to know that, Hey, look, you, you've got the Lord on your side. And if, when you use Jesus's name, it all has to flee. You don't have to be afraid at all. There is nothing to fear. Um, I've heard people say before that uh, Satan is like a toothless lion and that he's got a roar. But when you have Jesus, when you're fighting with Jesus, he cannot do anything to you. So um, we need to teach our kids that, that, um, you know, that they have a strong and mighty God and that he is their protector and that they've got the word as a weapon and that they can pray and they can use that to make the enemy run. They don't have to be afraid of it. Um, so if that's you too, and you don't feel bold and courage, courageous, that's okay. Um, just know that that, uh, you, you do not have to stay that way, right? Like I, knowing that that's not how God wants you to approach spiritual warfare is so power, powerful and knowing that there's a place for you to stand boldly and confidently. And you, when you come to the Lord and ask for that, Lord, give me confidence, give me boldness. I don't want this. I don't want to be afraid of this anymore. I want to stand confidently and know that I can um, stand in my home and tell things to leave or to apply the blood of Jesus over my home. Um, there's power in that. Uh, so then I talk about some obstacles that keep us from prayer, like not having enough time or, um, you know, not feeling like we have the right words to say and how to overcome those. And then, so the rest of the book is specific prayers. And this is what I kept hearing mom say is I want to know what to pray over my kids. You know, not that you have to have like a script, but it's helpful sometimes to have, it's like a diving board, right? Like here's something to pray over your kids for protection, or here's something to pray over them for health. Um, and then it kind of opens up your eyes to that, to even know, Hey, Oh, this is something I should be praying for and gives you a diving board that will then give you kind of that push that you need to begin really praying for your kids. So there's prayers for everything in there, prayers for protection, salvation, and spiritual growth, wisdom, godly friends, health hearing God's voice, um, prayers for obedience, prayers for confidence, prayers for joy, prayers for sp future spouses, boldness. Per I mean, it goes all the way down. Um, and then, uh, and then I just closed up with some final notes. So there will be so much in there that you can glean from. And in each chapter, even with the specific prayers, I give you, um, just some personal stories that apply to that. And also, I give you um, Bible, um, 
sorry, what's the word? Bible stories. Bible stories that connect to that topic. So whether it be wisdom or whatever, I'll connect that to a Bible story. And then you've got a specific prayer of, as well as verses that you can use to pray over your children. So it's a really helpful resource. I feel like even for me, as I was writing it, I felt like, man, this is just helping me to remember that I need to be praying over these areas. And I can just take this prayer honestly and open up my book and go to my kid's bedside and just read it over them, declare it over them and pray it, pray the verses over them at night. So for the busy mom that's working all the time, this is fantastic too, because it's not something that, you know, you have to have an hour set aside at night to do this with your kids. No, you can do it in five minutes before they go to bed. We're going to pray over this tonight, guys. Okay, so are you ready? We're going to jump in and we're going to read a little bit of chapter one. Here we go. Okay, my best narrator voice. <clears throat> chapter one, the blessings of a praying mother. I'd like to start with a confession of my imperfections. If you and I are going to spend some time together on this motherhood journey, warring for our children in prayer and equipping ourselves with the Lord's armor, it's only fair that you have a full understanding of my inadequacies. I'm not a perfect mom. I love the Lord with a reckless, relentless fervor. I soak up his word like water in a desert, and I strive to raise my four young daughters in his ways while passing on a knowledge of his character, truth, and power. Yet, despite all of that, I still slip up and lose my temper on the hard days. I shamefully let loose a silent curse word in my head every time I slam my toe into the kitchen wall. And when running late, I resort to throwing patients out the window and rushing my children out the door as if it were their fault for my tardiness. My crucial need for the Lord's help could not be more visible in my life. I want to be the mom who faithfully prays for her children, as predictable as the rising sun. Even in the busy years of life, I want my children to have snapshot memories of their mother on her knees, interceding for them in the dawn of the morning light. I want to embody the faith-filled mother who laughs in the face of trials while suiting up in her spiritual armor. Much like Wonder Woman. Actually, hang on, let me just take out my messy bun and put on my push-up bra and I'll look just like her. Kidding. No push-up bras are required here. Even still, I want to be the warrior my kids deserve. The warrior I was created to be. This plain, painfully clear demand for God's guidance and grace was always embarrassingly evident at bedtime. Thankfully, the Lord has since given me wisdom and systems that have remodeled our bedtime routine, but it wasn't always very peaceful or enjoyable. In our home, as in many others, we like to take a few minutes to pause from the day and pray with our girls before they go to sleep. Each night, we would routinely send the girls up to get ready for bed with instructions to brush their teeth and get into pajamas. However, 30 minutes later, we would discover one of them in pajamas, two of them hiding in a corner, holding kittens and wearing ballet costumes, and some surprise like a half tube of toothpaste squeezed out on the counter. Perfect. I was tired, desperate for a quiet house, and wondering if anyone would notice if I just snuck away for a Barbie-free bath with some candles and dark chocolate. I'm fairly, fairly confident you would not be surprised if I admitted that when it came to bedtime prayers, I was feeling anything but spiritual. It took everything within me to refrain from rushing through each child's prayer request with a level of excitement that matches my Saturday cleaning to-do list attitude. All of this only further magnifies my constant need for the God who keeps my attitude in check, realigns my priorities, and keeps my heart near his ear. You too? I thought so. But let me give you a glimpse of hope, a spark of inspiration to cling to as you begin to pick up your weapons in prayer. 
As I've allowed the Lord to teach me how to pray and challenge me in prioritizing time in his presence, I've watched my home transform. I've watched him spark changes that I never could have accomplished on my own. There are areas of this life we will never have the ability to impact on our own. Situations over which we have no control will always arise. However, none of them will be a surprise to God, ever. It is extremely comforting to know that he will never be thrown off guard, isn't it? When we partner with an all-knowing, all-powerful God, we don't have to be tossed by the waves of an unpredictable life, fearful of our children's futures. Now, if you find yourself thinking, I don't know what this prayer life is that you speak of. You have found yourself in good company here, my friend. I have been there. The truth is, praying for our children can easily take a backseat to all of our other good priorities. We make sure to put our kids in sports, dance, and the arts, for we know the importance of an active, involved child. We cook healthy dinners and pack their lunches, for we know the importance of nutrition for our child's development. We ensure our child has excellent schooling because we understand the value of knowledge for their future success. Yet when it comes to prayer, we often forget about its value and consequently push it to the end of our priority list, the part of the list reserved for another day. Prayer is perhaps one of the most vital aspects of our faith, playing a pivotal role in the grand story of our purpose as mamas. In James 5.16, we read, The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Our prayers are powerful, friend. Our prayers are working. Yet we often unintentionally treat them like obligatory recitations of our wants and needs. We plod through prayer with the zeal of a grazing cow, feeling no passion or faith as we lift up request after request. If I'm being honest, in the past, as I prayed out loud with my children before bed, there were times I didn't even remember what I had prayed for when I was done. My lips were speaking, but my heart wasn't activated. I treated my prayers like payments for some sort of heavenly insurance plan that would cover my children and protect them. Knowing what I know now, I realized that my flippant attitude towards prayer could be equated to someone trying to operate a chainsaw with their feet. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is effective. But just like trying to use a chainsaw with your feet, prayer isn't meant to be used as a half-hearted ritual. In Matthew 6-7, Jesus tells us, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. When we treat prayer in this way, we miss the greatest blessings that come from this beautiful connection with the Father. Okay, well, that is it. That was um, the little beginning from chapter one. So I hope that you um, enjoyed that. And we are going to go ahead and close out for the day. I'm going to pray over you guys and grab your copy of uh, because she prayed either on Amazon, Barnes and Noble has it too. Um, there might even be some other ones online that have it as well. Um, but I know for sure Amazon and Barnes and Noble have them. So grab your copy. You can pre-order it, get it for a gift for you or your mom to thank her for maybe you had a praying mom and you want to thank her for praying for you all those years or a friend that you know that could really use that. Maybe a friend going through a hard time. Um, I definitely want to get it in the hands of every weary mom that just needs that um, that encouragement that yes, prayer matters and that there's a place for you there and that um, you don't have to uh, struggle through and just wait and see what happens, that you can actively stand in praying over your children. Let's pray now. 
Lord, we thank you for just the the great um, opportunity that you've given us and the responsibility as moms to be garden, guardians of the home and to cover our children in prayer. God, I pray for the moms that maybe feel weary, they feel discouraged, um, maybe they feel like they don't even know what to pray. I pray that you would come and breathe life into them today, that you would give them the right words, that you would give them the strategies to come against the enemy's schemes, that you would restore their authority, God, the authority that maybe they felt like they didn't have or that they were scared to walk into, that you would restore it, God, to its fullness so that they would stand confidently and that they would cover their children in the blood of Jesus, that they would cover their home um, in just protection, God, with your angels and with um, your power, Lord. I just pray that you would, for every mom listening to this, God, that you would call her to a greater level of prayer and that generations from now that, that we would have children that would look back and that would know that they had a praying mother. We love you, Lord. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the